You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom konnichiwa patrick uh yeah, you know what i was gonna respond but i think oh uh we're on the phone so i think i can say moshi moshi i think sure. i don't know yeah i don't listen know. <laughs> listen everybody we all need to get uh, on our uh our uh what is it uh the 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 um duolingo duolingo, duolingo. Yes. Go- i'll google translate <laughs> <laughs> listen uh everybody i'm uh recording this from a hotel room in tokyo uh i was uh, waylaid in saigon for two days which was uh, a nice experience but uh unexpected and uh tokyo has been a nice experience uh, Pat, let me ask you a question yes what's the hotel like a man of larger carriage am i having trouble in the hotel you're not having trouble but it's not your favorite. They're very small I mean, yeah, this is uh, like when I was paying $300 to live in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) This this is, uh, yeah, this is subdivided uh, several, you know, several more times than a large guy might might want. But uh, you're making do. It's just not your favorite hotel room. Do you get your own room since they're small? Yes. Yes, in fact. Uh, And that's an upgrade. I'm not sorry to uh, ruin the mystique both to our uh, or add the mystique uh, to our listeners and to you guys. But I am. Daffy Duck, uh, right now, or uh, Donald Duck, rather. Winnie um, the Pooh. Yeah, I'm Pooh Bear. <laughs> I'm wearing my uh, peace through superior firepower uh, shirt I bought at a flea market in uh, Saigon, <laughs> and uh, no pants at all. <laughs> so, uh, we're, you're, it's going a butt on a, you're going raw butt on a chair. Uh, I I have a towel down, which is actually not preferred because I might forget and use this towel on my face shortly. You're gonna get uh, but, guy. You're totally give yeah. yourself a guy on the tour. <laughs> yeah. Is this your so, first Japanese tour? It is, yeah. Uh, For either think, band, right? Yeah, I think we were supposed to get out. I might be misremembering this. I think we were supposed to get out before COVID, uh, and then COVID uh, put a stop to a lot of things. Um, you remember that? Uh, so, uh, Tom, by the way, the other day, I thought, that, I thought you were going to miss the podcast for the first time, and I mm. thought it was going to be Bob, I thought it was going to be Bob and I. And I was going to use it as an opportunity to just get it all off. I was going to say things I don't even mean. I was gonna- <laughs> that, that's why I will never, I'll be on my fucking deathbed and you'll hear like the machine the <laughs> behind me. Like in the fucking, I will never do that just Tom's so someone Darth Vader here. on you. Yeah. He's going yeah. to, <laughs> I'm going to like take, take my breathing machine off and be like, here's why you're wrong. It's not Save only it for the worst time. possible timeline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get a joke. Oh. Tom Lemon. <sighs> <laughs> so anyway hold on let's do uh i, I want to talk about uh the videos of drain in japan uh and how i hope to i hope to compete with how they're killing audiences but before we do all that uh let's do some sponsors thank you to closed casket activities mm, yeah uh, well hey everybody 
I would love to say Japanese words, but I don't know. No, I no. no longer have any idea what is fun and what is acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so just we're we're just gonna go. All right, here's what we're time. gonna do. You're gonna you're gonna go through your top four favorite languages you'd like to say words in, but you're not sure if it's okay for you to say words in. Okay. Okay. So thank you to closed casket activities. Uh, Romanian. Thank you to Run for Cover Records. Uh, the one that they speak in the Philippines that I'll mispronounce even saying it. Thank you to Convulse Records. Uh, I would like to have communicated with the people in Vietnam. And thank you to To Live a Lie. Uh, Russian. Uh, let's go to our buddies. Uh, you know what? I'm, it's a twofer. We're tight. So everybody pull the curtains back. It is uh, currently 10.19 p.m. in Tokyo. It is 9.19 a.m. here uh, on Eastern Time. Eastern, are we in Eastern Standard right now? Whatever. Uh, in the New York City time zone. And uh, I got I got youth basketball to leave for in an hour, so we got to be tight. Run for Cover Records, runforcoverrecords.com, Closed Casket Activities, closedcasketactivities.com. Two different flavors. But these are... Pillars of the game, giants, titans in their own right, who release iconic, if not classic records on what seems a semi-annual basis. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Big facts. That is wild. And it's one of those things I want people to take a minute, think about it, appreciate it, because as time goes by, you start to realize weird things. Do we need labels? I don't know. Yeah. By the way, yes, kind of we do. Uh, do we need things like that? If it wasn't for Discord Records putting out Minor Threat, you don't hear The Faith. You don't hear Void. You don't hear Embrace. You don't hear uh, you, <laughs> Q and Not for, You, whatever. I was All just going to say, for down the line, Q and Not You. Yeah. Right. All these different things. If it's not for Bridge Nine Records, American Nightmares there, you get the striking distance, you get the carry-on, you get all the terrors for striker. You just get these things that you get exposed to because of label associations. And sometimes in the moment, it gets easy to overlook some of it. So take a second, look at what Run for Cover Records has done recently, look at what Closed Casket Activities has done recently, and order some goddamn music. Um Right now, I'm going to tell you, Incendiary changed the way you think about pain. You know that brand new Incendiary record that they pressed like 10,000 copies of. Don't worry. They had to go to second pressing. So (laughs) there's some more of that up right now. Uh, There's some other new releases right up there that I'm actually, I'm curious about this one. There's a couple different things. So so go check it out. He's got some exclusives there. Run for cover. Um, You all know we're excited for this new fiddlehead. The Temple of Angels record. I actually think rocks. I'm really, really psyched on that. And then there's the new Citizen. And by the way, one of those, what I consider a classic record, uh, Pity Sex, Feast of Love. I think that's a fantastic record. The 10-year anniversary edition still up there. So everybody, don't take great things for granted in the moment. You will uh, rue it later on. True. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? I uh, am suffering... Sorry, everybody. This is uh, some real old man shit. My feet are poorly designed, and uh, walking I, around. Falling, and I don't have like my supports <laughs> and my shoes. <laughs> Listen, I got. It's worse than all that. I got. Uh, f- I, I got flat feet for sure because uh, I experienced those. Uh, those. You wore at vans this point, your whole life. 
It's no, I, listen, I wore Converse until I was uh, in high school. And then, mm. uh, uh, thankfully, hardcore entered my life, and I uh, you got into airwalks, yeah, airwalks, <laughs> and uh, no, no, catchers, never, the rollies. Um, I never, yeah, I, I, I never wore skate shoes. Really, I wore one pair of Vans because they gave them to us for free. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Vans, uh, not for free. Uh, I, I can't. I need some type of support, uh, but that's not it. Yeah, there goes that sponsorship. Listen, hey, the rest okay. of my band. The rest of my bandmates enjoyed them. But, yeah, we're waiting for the Nike presents uh, Axe to Grind, or or I don't know what's the what's the one you maybe were a Hoka. We Hoka uh, like, or like people like that want to make believe they run. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> uh, right. Or or people in the uh, medical in ho- who work in hospitals, they love Hokas. People that are actually on their feet all the time, and other people that go, no, I'm, I'm athletic. <laughs> so that's why I wear these purple the, and yellow sneakers. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not just that I'm uh, uh, dripped out. Uh, I, it's, it's not that it's not the, it's not the flat feet. It's uh, sorry, but this is a lot. This is a lot of information. Are you glad you uh, it, it's the, it's the hammer toes <laughs> and, and the hammer toes that are causing uh, severe toe to toe friction and, and blistering. Uh, I walked, I, I walked every inch of Saigon the other day uh, and uh, I'm paying for it, uh, which by the way, uh, I don't know how much our listenership travels. That's not something we've ever pulled them on, uh, Saigon known as Ho Chi Minh city, but apparently not by the people that live there, <laughs> you know, like right, everybody, right. whatever, but, uh, uh, really, really nice place. I, uh, having been to Phnom Penh in, in Cambodia, I thought that that was really fun for me, but probably would be rough for a lot of people. Uh, Saigon was just a, like, you got all this sort of Southeast Asia stuff that you would find fascinating, but you could bring your family. It, it, it was, it was nice. That's my little review of Saigon, everybody. Uh, although, uh, you want me to tell my not family story? Uh, very aggressive. Let's go quick though. And this is why okay. I had to walk so long so far. Uh, I mean, listen, I, so last time I traveled, I uh, went to uh, Phnom Penh, I uh, got there a day before my girlfriend and uh, I went out at night. I was like, I'm going to go get some street food. I uh, found some vegan street food after some uh, uh, strained discourse and uh, sat with the dogs. And it was just so nice. It was a pleasant, whatever. I wanted that experience again. So I go out, nothing near the hotel. I'm walking in the direction. I think I saw that there's something. It turns out, no. Uh, a guy rides up on a motorbike. Uh, people are stopping all the time asking me if I need to ride. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. Uh, everybody's on a moped. A uh, guy comes up on the sidewalk on a moped, but he's a younger guy. And he doesn't have one of the little vests indicating that he works for one of these companies. Right. Uh, you think you could take him if things got rough? Uh, it's right on the line. He's a bigger guy than me. <laughs> uh, uh, you're out. So Yeah, so... Uh, so, so he says, uh, uh, excuse me. And I say, yes, sir. And, and he says, uh, you go out and everybody I'm, I'm, this is verbatim. I'm not doing an Asian voice here. It's just verbatim. And, and he, he goes, uh, he goes, you go out. And I go, yeah, I'm just out for a walk, man. And I can say, I don't need a ride. Thank you though. And he goes, um, you uh, want to come with me? And I said, no, no, I don't, I don't need a ride. I'm just, I'm out, you know, just soaking in the city. And he, he starts I do not understand. You don't understand. Uh, no, he, he, right. But he, he, that's what he's conveying to me. But, th- but he goes, uh, 
and he keeps using these words. I don't understand, like cyberbin or Bible. And I was like, uh, brother, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm an ignorant American. I don't speak your language, uh, but I, I really, I don't need anything. I hope you have a good evening. And he goes, uh, banana. And I go, I'm starting to pick it up. And I go, uh, you know, you know my potassium does feel a little bit low. Let me take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you tell me, sir, but I, I don't need a banana, certainly. And then he just, um, you know, like the way you might like with an upstroke, uh, I guess none of us would do this to anybody, but certainly we've seen it in our life with an up with like an up gesture. He like, like flips my, my dick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like comes from underneath and like, boom. Like one of these gives and you a I, little boop on the dick, All right, a yeah. little boop on the dick, and I and obviously I, I, I step back to everyone for hearing this story. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you if you're with your kids, trust me, it doesn't go. It doesn't or you go don't want to hear about someone giving Pat's penis a boop, like yeah, so, dog nose. Boop. So, so here, so here's the thing. This is when I realize I'm I'm there's something wrong with me because Tom, you and I both listen to the Joe Budden podcast. Where uh, gentlemen who are uh, true homophobes uh, pretend not to be, pretend not to be for for uh, if it's sponsored dollars, right? <laughs> because every I mean, time Joe would come out as as bi, yeah, sort of. He did that for the he, he did that as a as a click thing. But but the thing is, every time something gay comes up, those fellas all performatively act like but like it's okay. Cool. For, it's yeah, yeah, it's okay. Right, right, right. But then they also betray this, like, really, like, like, couldn't be me, though. You know, <laughs> like, no, this real... cool, but like, don't even look at me. Well, yeah, right, right. So, so I'm this dude just booped me. And all I do is put my hands up in a no, thank you, brother. Uh, uh, uh Instead of the Neil like, deGrasse the... Tyson meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead <laughs> of hands up and res- like, I don't know. instead of the response that a lot of people would have. Right. And, and, and he says, uh, and I say, yo, okay. I, I, I pick up on what you're putting down, brother. I I'm not interested. I, I like women. Uh, I, and I never say girlfriend when I'm traveling because I just want to keep it concise. I say, I have a wife at home. I like women. And, and he goes, no. <laughs> and i wanted to get into the conversation of why I indignation of like, no, you come on you yeah, like, let's I, be real. That's what it was like. He goes, no. And I go, yeah, I like women. And I start gesturing titties, right? Like, like I have my hands. Boobs, in front yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, yeah. Honk, honk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this I'm is like, what it's like hanging out with Patrick off. And it's, it's boobs uh, on the dick and honk, honk boobs. And I go, no, no, no. Listen, I, I like women. I got a wife at home. I, I'm good. Thank you though. I'm flattered. Have a good evening. And I start walking and he's like, Oh, and he, and he rides away. Then he, I'm walking into towards a park and he cuts me off. This is a few hundred yards ahead of me, cuts me off and he's lurking in the shadows. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. And I walk up and I'm like, Hey, my man, I I, I assure you, I don't need any banana. I thank you though. You know what I mean? And, and and now I'm keeping my distance because he's off his bike and, and he's, he is technically bigger than me. I wasn't necessarily intimidated, but I'm boop position. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a pro- yeah. Oh, I mean, if the yeah, it could have gone. Wanted on. to honk so, you, he could honk you. Yeah. So he he he, uh, uh, he goes, you try. Uh, I suck you, 
And I say, I understood. <laughs> it wasn't a communication problem. I got what you were putting down. The answer is no, sir. And, and so goes, this is the basis for the fifth drug church LP. Yes. So he says, I suck you. I say, no, he says, you try. And I say, I, I do. And I, this, this, I thought was funny. I thought this is me verbatim. I said, sir, my first homosexual experience is not going to be in a park where a guy's telling me I suck you. I'm sorry. No, thank you. And he goes, he goes, try. And I go, he goes, 1 million dong. I suck you right here. And I go, uh, if, uh, no, thank you, sir. Have a beautiful evening. And I take his hand and I pat his hand and I say, have a very good night. No suck. And I keep it moving. And then the next old man who, who works for a legitimate company that says, you need a ride. I say, oh, fucking yeah, I do. And I jump on yeah, his yeah. bike and we, get, and we get out of there. But that was the first 15 minutes in Saigon. And uh, all that said, uh, I then read about that this is a thing that happens often uh, and uh, still a beautiful city. Uh, and listen, the, the fellow was, uh, that's how he makes his living. Uh, and he, it, it, you know, aside from the, I guess what you'd call, you know, sexual assault in the form of pooping me and form of groping me without concern. Total, totally uh, a good family friendly city to bring your family to. Let's go. <laughs> well, you know, listen, don't go out. Don't wear a cup. Anyway, wear that, a was cup. The that was the experience in Saigon. Uh, and anyway, now I'm in Tokyo. Uh, it lo looks wild. Uh, Tom, did you or did you not make it over here? Never got to go. I'm sorry to hear that. Heartbreaking. Yeah. I'll I talk to some people. That. Please do. We were supposed to like in the 90s and in a band that like went before us and like kind of crashed the industry. Um, <laughs> and then we were like, you want to, you want to say the name or should I, I just speculate in my mind? <laughs> uh, you can probably speculate if it's the nineties and yeah. Um, and I was like, and then they're like, yeah, we really can't take the chance. Like, so we're just going to like bring over like sick of it all, <laughs> you know, which strikes yeah. for like someone who's like guaranteed to draw people. You guys are too much of like a, like a crapshoot. And I'm like, I do totally get it. And then we were in talks, like it was supposed to, we were going to do indecision harvest. Oh, uh, yeah. A couple of years, like pre-pandemic, maybe like two years before the pandemic, something like that. And it was just like too much. Like we couldn't totally figure it out. And it didn't feel, I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was, it was feasible. But I think they went with chokehold and it ended up being a lot of fun. So the, if you got room for old people from New York, I'm your guy. Yeah. And I'll, I'll talk to them. You, don't, you guys don't move like old people. Uh, no, the, we still got it. I, I'm. I just watched the drain footage uh, from Japan. Yo, I I know that I slurped this band hard when we were on tour with them. They are really you fucking. Them? They are fucking. I booped <laughs> them a little bit when we were on tour. These dudes, yo, these dudes are really fucking on right now, man. It, it, the, all the shows that they've been doing have amounted to something. Like they are, uh, like, and they don't, I, I don't stop, know. dude. We're no. talking about Japan. They're in Europe now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it's like from one place to another to another, and like, I watch videos of of them from from Vakken mm -hmm. in in Europe. Like, it's always like you know, oh, it's hate breed and Halloween or whatever the fuck, and they're doing like the fucking wall of death. That's right. They're yeah. playing in front of like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. It's like, it's insane. It's insane. And and 
seemingly couldn't happen to a better bunch of dudes. So yeah, that, that's uh, kudos to them. Uh, speaking of uh, good reactions and everything, we talked about Sound of Fury. Uh, we're recording this uh, mid. This is hardcore. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. So so uh, have a little bit less to say just because I haven't I haven't not all the footage is in and I'm living the FOMO of with all these festivals where, uh, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I see what's going on, I go, Oh, God damn it. That would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that videos, been fun. look, videos look good. We're really? Good. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's kind of, uh, I, I haven't seen the uh, surprise sets, like the ones that hit that, but the, the ones that we would expect to go crazy went as crazy as you'd expect. <laughs> and uh, I'm curious. Also- the- oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, no, I was just gonna say you probably talking about the same thing. I'm, I'm curious who we're gonna find out is the um, kind of the oh we didn't we didn't know, you know what I mean? The we didn't sure. know set. Like I, I love this, but you were saying. Um. Also, Bob, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I do that to Bob good. every episode. Long time no, listeners. Did to me too. <laughs> you talked about getting booped for 15 minutes. Bob didn't even have a chance to ask me how I'm doing. I didn't even get right. to know how I'm doing, how I'm living, or whatever. Bob didn't get to answer how he's doing. I want to uh, see home, home front on Friday. Oh, I'm so jealous. How was it? I know. They're one of the best bands, man. Unbelievable live. Um, I know. At the Meadows. I'm sorry. It, it was a great show. It was very oily. They were great. great. They, were, they sounded awesome. Um, from some inside dirt that I have, they'll, you'll be seeing them often. Yeah, I have a feeling uh, they're and a. Uh, they'll be on to bigger things, which is cool. Um, hell yeah, they deserve they, it. They were they ripped. It was fucking incredible. I thought it was great. Um, so a lot of old skinheads. Um, I saw an old skinhead that I introduced myself to, and I was like, "You don't remember me, do you?" And he was like, "No, you look familiar." I was like, "You almost killed me at a Marauder show when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was walking around. I was like, "I can take this guy now." Yeah, you're starting to <laughs> feel. Sixteen-year-old Tom, Sunset Park. I was scared, but like. Now you're like, okay. Like, I'm a grown man. I got man strength. You know, I got like old man strength now. Mm-hmm. Like, all, all our fathers are like, I'm bigger than you, but you probably still beat me up. Like, it's the same. Now that's me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, here's my question, though. Mm-hmm. Talking about this is hardcore. And someone, our friend, um, I think it was Davin actually said it on her post. Is Excalibur the best modern, new, modern hardcore song? Oh, I, I, actually, <coughs> I gotta there. say it is. It's really it's, up there. It's funny. I had this thought the other day where I, <laughs> you know, I always, you know, when you have hardcore thoughts and you go, like, it's, you go, it's crazy that I'm still thinking that at my age. <laughs> the other day, I was like, am I underrating mind force? This was a conversation I had with myself. Like internal. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yep. I'm there. I, I know. I know the feeling. We know this pain. <laughs> And uh, the answer is maybe. I mean, honestly, I think they're a great band. And I, I, I was reflecting on like, yo, I've been taking them for granted. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, they, they deliver. Them from the rip, you know what I mean? And we've been friendly with them. I got to, you know what I mean? Like, we were in early. So you're like, of course, this is great. But like, yeah, when you I'm, step back and you go, God damn. Like, I know people that don't really love hardcore anymore that literally go to Mike, to watch Mike Shaw. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I've had friends, like friends of ours, uh, Bob, that like once in California was like, yeah, like I just want to see how that dude does it with one guitar. 
it, he's, I mean, he's impressive. Incredible. Really, really amazing. And I mean, and honestly, Donnie's yeah. great. Everyone's great. Everyone's great. And they're like, they're Voltron of, of the Hudson Valley. They all came together and like, created <laughs> fucking like, but yeah, just watching them, it's still, it's like, yo, man, like they're on a run that like, I feel like people don't always, you know, identify or point well, out. And Tom, you asked that question. I think it's a great one. Uh, it's actually uh, something we're going to hit on a future show idea, actually. Um, Excalibur is a borderline perfect hardcore song to me, and uh, it's really good. And there's people who respond more to the new record. <laughs> new record. It's been out for like a year and a half. Uh, to the, the newest LP, you know, uh, than, than Excalibur. Like... It's crazy. That record took them to another level, and it's sort of like, whoa, this is a, like, by all squared definitions, about as fastball pitch a hardcore band as you can get. They're not they're not overtly metalcore. They're not punk. You know, they're not... They are a hardcore band, period, full stop, and it just... It hits, and it works for so many people, and they've done an incredible thing with it. So, like, we're booping them a little bit right here, but that's okay. Like, I think uh, they deserve a little bit of it. So, I, I saw the video of their set. They were, like, fifth from the top, sixth from the top at uh, the Saturday of This is Hardcore. And when you're watching those videos, you go, oh, this easily could be a headliner at this thing. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, boop your friend, you know? <laughs> Yeah, don't poop a stranger. Well, yeah, that's uh, what that guy said to, to Patrick. <laughs> Let's give it a whirl. So, uh, okay, uh, this hardcore looks hot. Did you guys see anything specific that you liked? Uh, I am, I am like living in this uh, uh, travel mode where I feel behind. Uh, is there any is not this is hardcore scandal? But is there anything in any hardcore scandal I'm missing? Any fucking big sets I'm missing? Any any records anybody's talking about right now? What's popping that I uh, have uh, have not been plugged into? It walked from Perth. Like ninety eight of his trip. I think it's it, we're in the weird like uh, post coitus of Sound and Fury. There's this like afterglow slash hovering all the way through. This is hardcore and like. I mean, man, look, there's just, there's a lot of good vibes. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think everyone loves hardcore right now because the two fests have been. So big, so big, so big. I mean, it's cool. look, it's something we've talked about a little bit. Um, it's weird to be documenting it in the way that we do kind of with, with sound of, with, with, with acts of grind and saying like, Hey, on a weekly basis, you can hear us kind of ramble about this and that and the other about hardcore. Um, yo, I mean, our shows, we started this podcast in December of 2017. The average show feels like it's four times larger than it was at that time. Maybe more. No question. No question. And that is kind of crazy to think about. And, um, you know, kudos, keep that good energy. Uh, I think the, the low key things that we didn't really talk about, with Sound and Fury was that it seemed like a lot of young folks there. That's really cool. Um, this is hardcore. Seems like they've got a lot of young people. And I'll be honest, the footage I saw seems like people were really excited for the current bands. Like, that's it. Like, Pain of Truth, Mind Force. Like, yeah, of course people are excited for Gorilla Biscuits. Uh, um, Tom, you brought this up. Silent Majority, low-key pulled. Like, that's a band that 
people yeah. were really excited for. It's Shout out probably. to them. Yeah. And then the, the main support, I mean, main support, I hate them to that term even, but like, sure. No pressure and Koyo and fucking, you know, and Mind Force and Pain of Truth and Bulldog. Like, it, it, the, the, it, that could have been a, like, you know, you didn't even, you almost didn't even need GB in Sound Majority. You could end it with no pressure. I know, it's crazy. And it would have been like, you know, how many thousands of people. Like, it's so fun. It's, it's a very good, um, Era for hardcore. I think, Pat. I, I don't know if you watched the TUI set from Sound of Fury yet. God, I saw only a couple of clips. And oh. when I watch the full footage, I'm going to be mind blown. I'm sure. Hey, listen, at uh, Tied Down, it was like watching one of the best hardcore bands of all time. Because weirdly, it is. They are. I mean, yeah. We we we. I think maybe people in our age range, whatever. Mm. We tend to not like give like the full bouquet when the band's like still relatively current. Yeah. Yes. But like you're watching one of the like when you go see them, you go see like Mind Force, you're watching some of the best hardcore bands ever. And like oh. don't wait for 30 years from now to be like they were, you know, like I remember when I saw fuck like, no, like watching TUI, like watching those videos and like Brendan played drums for them. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But it's like watching these like, yo, man, even the songs that like that I may not, they, I might not be the biggest fan of, or whatever. Like, right. few and far between. It's like, oh god damn! Like this dude is like an incredible frontman who looks different every time I see him, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, like, but like the band rips so all of them are like such fucking murderers, and just like the crowd reactions, and just, I, I, I mean, Tom. You're bringing up a thing. I, I don't know if I discussed it when when we uh, when I critiqued uh, a legend uh, in the form of Kevin Seconds recently. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we discussed it, but uh, so I, I I've been writing about this a little bit in my newsletters and whatnot. It, 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 Cormac McCarthy died uh, recently, and uh, somebody brought up an excellent point, which is what a privilege to be alive at the same time as an actual master. As as somebody as somebody that is one of the best to ever do it, what a remarkable privilege it was to be able to say, "Oh, he's got a new book coming out. That's awesome!" Right, right? A re- now, recurring theme, right? This is what I said at the top about the great labels doing great things. Like, yes, recognize it in the moment. Uh, Tom, you'll appreciate this. I am just old enough that my version of the NBA starts with Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. So when Michael Jordan, this guy Michael Jordan comes along, I was like, "Eh, who's this guy? He ain't <laughs> shit." Like young and he's like fine, but like, yo, I snapped around when he started winning all those finals. And I was like, "All right, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this because I had the option of being a hater <laughs> of greatness, <laughs> or I could go, yeah, this is pretty fun. Let's watch." And, oh, right, and, yo, and but Ken like, Griffey, like, oh, his son is playing, right, but, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, but it, it, listen. You guys are coming at it from a completely different angle than I was, which is fascinating, which is if you are uh, in a thing for a while, I do not put on blinders to the new exciting thing. Correct. Do not do not dismiss it. And but where I was coming from was the that's what you guys are saying. What I was coming from was the inverse, which is uh, I was disappointed that I missed negative approach at tied down. Like it like actually bummed, you know what I mean? Like I would sure. be when I was a kid. And what I'm saying is don't be the person that's potentially younger than me 
who who is willing to let maybe this is not me wishing anything on anybody. What could be the last negative approach show in your area? If 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 you're in Oklahoma City, maybe this maybe they don't come back around. You know what I'm saying? The, the fellas are older, and, and and eventually time comes for us all. So what I'm saying is, do not like I, I, if I reflect on how many great shows I probably uh, you know I, I was washing my hair that night or whatever. It, it, it's a uh, it's a pity. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I've, I'm, it sounds like we're in a very appreciative uh, moment as a podcast. No, I mean, yeah, well, that's, that's, the, that's, the I mean, that's right. And it's, uh, it is kind of like this, uh, you know, um, so right. Right. Like we hear lots of commentary about privileged and privilege and these things, but like, you know how you, you combat this idea of what privilege is and not acknowledging your privilege you will fucking appreciate it. We are privileged to see a lot of great things. And, and that's kind of what we encourage is this idea. Like you're, you're not wrong. The new hot, shiny thing, yo, it's great. Live it, live in the moment. You're still going to get a chance. Like, like Pat, you said it negative approach. One hit thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. It might be the last time ever. It might be the last time you ever see that. It might, who knows? You know. It could be any band. You could die. Yeah. I could die. Yeah, you know, like uh, Sam and Diane. This whole thing, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's a it's a really cool thing to be able to like. It, it's something I've thought about a bit is the way that the way that new media, the way the internet, the way things are, hardcore got p- passed down in this weird oral tradition way for a long time, right? Um, uh, basically up to the point in which the three of us were getting into things or had been start actively starting to be into things, et cetera, et cetera. Yo, Walter Schreifels is this incredible artist, whatever. And we've all gotten a chance to, to know him a little bit and say hi and be buddy. And that's, that's really cool. When I was 15, I was reading about this dude's exploits in the all ages book, right? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. that's the rev book, the straight edge book. And, and I remember how like, it's weird. And then, then going back and finding old scenes and reading these interviews and these, it creates these myths almost. Right. And I wonder if that changes as, as things go forward. And I'm not sure, maybe, maybe it doesn't. And I don't know if it's good or bad. Um, but hardcore presents this really cool space where you're able to get new things that are great and move forward and appreciate them at the same time as being told, Hey, there are other things that we all stand on the shoulders of giants with some of this stuff, you know, uh, example is Bane is playing tonight at this is hardcore. And, you know, I said to my partner who is a, uh, is a Baniac for sure. Do you want to go? She is eight months pregnant and, uh, we have two children <laughs> and we're finishing renovations on a house. And, uh, I would say we're exhausted all the time. 
And at first she's like, I don't think so. And then five minutes later, she said, maybe I do want to go. So I don't <laughs> think, I don't think we're going, but you know, I just mean to say there's a, a cool way that people appreciate things. So, uh, right. and it's hard like to, when you're in the moment, like, you know, to really, even like, no matter what you've seen, whether you saw a black flag, or you never saw black, whatever, like it came to mind, like, so I, I don't know if Pat, one thing you'll miss in 538 is like undergoing, like, I think it's gone. Yeah, it's gone, right? Uh, so a uh, lot of folks are losing their apartments and all that sort of stuff. But like, literally, like thinking about it, even in the moment, there was a Modern Lifers War show at five thirty eight. Yeah, two thousand seven or eight, I think, right? Which was legitimately to this day, top three shows I've ever been to. Mm. Like, like one of like the GB like uh, show at CBS when it was like there when they were coming back to try to save CBS. Yep. That and that Mind Life is War show is probably the two best hardcore shows I've ever seen. And you've you've been around, you've seen enough. Right. The horse of the poor of the week and the tough. So yeah, it's one of those things, honestly. Like, Tom, if I was like, hey, tell me about some of your favorite New York City venues, 538 probably doesn't come to mind right away. No. And now you'd be in your top five. There. I saw self-defense and tiger show there, and like somebody's That's right. like Kick. That's right, the classic. Where Patrick yeah. revealed his true colors. Um, <laughs> don't uh, get me, don't get me riled up. I'm in, I'm in a good mood. I'll, 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 I'll swear on a on a fucking fake Bible. To my, <laughs> you didn't say any of that shit. Um, yeah, it's very bizarre. But uh, yo, five thirty eight Johnson is one of these um, New York venues for a lot of fun. Legendary venue, and for a lot of gave, people. It, it, like, I mean, I think it defined an era. An era. An no doubt, and 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 like in New York, and it's it's something people should not take for granted. Uh, that that stuff is cool. Um, and I think about this with all over, all over the place. There's these little places that pop up. Um, you know, a shout out to our our buddies out in Fort Wayne who have this little DIY place, the Bug House, that is doing their last show with Combust uh, this coming Saturday, I believe, or Sunday, something like that. Um, and yo, like, look. Things like that, these weird DIY places, these fucking stupid VFW halls that do shows for two years, these, you know, back rooms. That's what eventually enables shit like this is hardcore having like 2,000 something people. Sound and Fury having however many freaking thousand people. Fucking 1,300 kids in Brooklyn. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like those do, like for folks that like aren't familiar, 538 Johnson is an apartment building that like most like young folks just like took over and like lived in and would like some of the places like their livings were so big that like i mean that modern life is war show had to have like 300 people in it and like someone's fucking living room yeah like, so so, so in a room like that you know like it's like literally people opening their homes to have punk and hardcore shows when there wasn't a ton of there weren't a ton of venues that were allowing that sort of stuff at the at that time well and, well, and I mean, think about the fall of the New York City venue. There's where where do shows happen? There's big places, right? And then there's a few little spots and, and when they pop up, shout out to places like Gold Sounds. It's awesome, but uh but it's it's things go from thick to thin really quick. Right. And places like I, I mean that that uh the spot that I uh went to the extortion show in, in uh Perth. I, you know, obviously that's a world away from where I grew up. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, when it's explained to me 
oh yeah, it's been passed. Like essentially the keys have been passed down. The, the, the lease in whatever capacity one exists uh, has been passed down from punk to punk for, you know, whatever, 20 plus years uh, or more really. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, I love to be in the presence of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I chose my hotel in, uh, in Saigon because it had this wild history to it. History's fun. I don't think it's just relegated to sentimental old men, you know, <laughs> to, to appreciate history. I, I, I think that it's, it's cool. And look, I didn't appreciate it. Like when, when, uh, uh when I first moved to the city, there were still, uh, CB shows and I would go to them and I would go, damn, this place is a stinky dump. And I, you know, you don't appreciate it till afterwards that you go, Oh, what a, you know, uh, there's people that there's people around the world who would have enjoyed that experience. <laughs> I mean, like, like how oh, long I mean, have a chance to go. That's right. Yeah. T- took for granted, took for granted. And I mean, this is true across the world. So I'm glad you brought that up and said that about the, the spot in Perth. And so th- this is a message that is uh, really universal. We speak to our, our experience, but um. It's interesting. And, and I mean, I, I, I give it credit. I give hardcore credit. I, I think that there's people out there who, okay, so let's, let's talk about this. It's, it's 2023 on back-to-back weekends. We've seen hardcore festivals with thousands, plural thousands of people right. attending them. There are people who see that and go, this isn't hardcore the way I knew. You oh, know? Sure. And let me just tell you, <clears throat> at the same time as these shows are happening, there are small shows happening to, you know, even some of the <clears throat> the Sound and Fury shows the week of were, you know, anywhere from 200 to 60 to, you know, they're, they're not all huge events. That's cool. That's what makes hardcore hardcore. It's this idea of like, yo, th- this isn't, you know, did, did several thousand people show up? That's amazing. Fucking cool. Hopefully the band is going just as hard when there's 5,000 people out there as they are when there's 50. And I'll be honest. I've had that experience with Trapped Under Ice. I saw Trapped Under Ice early and they were going fucking nuts. And they were going fucking nuts when they had that many people out there, you know? And I don't know. I, I, I think that's a really cool thing because it is that idea. Like everything starts somewhere. These bands start somewhere. And guess what? The destination isn't playing to a thousand people. If it happens, that's awesome. The destination is doing the cool fucking creative thing, uh, getting your music out there, having fun with it, doing it the way you want, how you want, where you want, when you want, et cetera. You get to make all those decisions. And that same for the person booking the show, drawing the flyer, making the fanzine, fucking putting out the records, all that. You can make it by your own rules. And that's, that's fucking awesome. Uh, you know, what else is awesome is, uh, today, uh, hotel room in, in Tokyo, I'm listening to the, uh, antidote seven inch and the, the, uh, uh, 20 years ago. uh, Well, I, that's, I'm listening to it on YouTube and the top comment on this, it's not, it's not antidote official. It's halud 99 with, uh, a thousand. Oh no. Yeah, it looks like a thousand. So I don't know how many subscribers, um, but it's uh, oh no, it's got to be more. Anyway, uh, the first comment: What is uh, respectfully? What is Ray Capo's uh, Krishna name? Raghunath Das. Thank you. 
so this is the, f- the top comment is from uh, Raghunath uh, Yogi, who says one of the best records of New York hardcore ever definitely influenced us. Parenthetical youth of today. Thank you, Ray. Uh, and our and our sound. So I go, is this the real Ray? Right. Because people are responding with like as though he's Ray, like, you know, them Krishna cookies you handed out concerts were great, too, by the way. <laughs> these are <laughs> these are things people are saying. Um, but uh, uh, but I, I clicked on this uh, profile and blah, blah, blah. And it appears to be a Ray profile like, uh, you know, it, it adds yeah, up. Yeah, it and and so I just YouTube commentaries. Are you well, here's the thing, Tom. I just tried. I don't know how to do this. It's not a. It's not like a simple search on uh, on YouTube. Although I'm sure somebody tech minded could could find it. Uh, I wanted to know everything that Ray has ever commented on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be so funny because <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't think I don't know Ray everybody uh, I I don't but I don't think it would be uh, too uh, I, I don't think I'm making pr- too crazy presumptions here by saying he's a man of uh, uh, varied and obscure interests. And I, I just <laughs> would be so fascinated. Like, what if we find out Ray is really into, you know, like uh, uh, Japanese cars, you know, <laughs> like what if we find out that he's re- like really into, in, into uh, 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 ground effects on his uh, CRX, you know yeah, what like I mean? What, oh, what's, what's Ray Capo's favorite <laughs> comedy from the nineties? Like what's his yeah. favorite? You know, is he a big? Maybe he's like super into the Naked Gun series. Who knows? Right. <laughs> like, who knows? The comments could be anywhere. But I, uh, firstly, I, I love that that Ray uh, w- w- would Ray would just comment on a record that he really likes. I mean, there's nothing odd about that except for the fact that so many of us see Ray as as like a figure rather than a human being, and to just see a figure go. Oh yeah, this one ripped. I loved it as a kid. It's very nice. And uh, I also want to recommend, uh, while we're talking about uh, uh, kind of media, uh, hardcore media, uh, I don't know if you saw this one. It's filmed during the pandemic. Give me one moment. I'm going to find it. Uh, It's an interview uh, 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 with uh, Jimmy Gestapo. And uh, it, it is really, I mean, I forgot. I've I've watched obviously the the documentary footage of him as a kid. You know what I mean, as a twenty three year old or whatever the hell he was. And I haven't watched a recent interview. This dude is just as charming as he was when he was a kid. You know, what I mean? and it, I, I I don't know if it's uh you know maybe uh, maybe there hasn't been a ton of development since then. I, I can't tell, but but it, it, he uh, it 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 was completely worth watching. I got a lot out of it. Uh, he's very self-deprecating, uh, good sense of humor about himself and others, uh, really enjoyed it. But it's, uh, uh, what brought me here is my Mark Lanigan, uh, super deep dive, which I don't even, I, I was, frankly, I don't even like screaming trees that much. I just weirdly have fallen down this hole, which is taking me to interviews with like, so the interview with, uh, uh, Jimmy Gestapo is, uh, uh, Joseph Arthur. Uh, is is the uh, channel, and that's uh, he's a guitarist uh, uh, musician that I'm not really familiar with his work, but is you know, I guess a guy, a respected dude. But he's you know he's got dudes like Mark Lanigan on, but then he also has Harley, and he's and he's got Jimmy Gestapo on, and you gotta 
because he's not the best interviewer. But what he does well is he just gives these big personalities an opportunity to do their thing. And it is, uh, it pays off. And I would just urge everybody to watch this. When, when, when Jimmy Gustavo is like, he looks at the camera almost like a kid. They say, so you're from Queens? He goes, Astoria, yeah. And, he, and, and uh, born and bred, still live there. And they go, really? You haven't left? And he goes, well, I traveled the world looking for a place that was better. Haven't found it yet. And then he, wow. he like, and, and then he, yeah, I know. And then, and then, and then he says, I still live there. I live over a hot rod shop. Pretty cool. Oh, taking nothing away from him. I was like, holy shit. Pretty cool. Traveling I the world. I haven't found one yet. Like he, he, he's the fucking legit best man. That's some, yeah, goaded, <laughs> goaded behavior. Um, all right. <clears throat> Do we got anything else we want to hit on? Uh, I'm sad to have missed Homefront. I'm sad to have missed Poison Ruin. Shout out to This Is Hardcore. Seems like it's been a, a wild weekend. Shout out to the new band Scarab opening that thing. Um, they got good things going on. Yeah. Go, I believe they got a, is it their demo seven inch is out on uh, Rebirth Records now and there's a new seven inch coming soon. People should check that out. What else we got? They're playing Broken Blacklisted show with us in Philly. Oh, cool. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, Tom, that's going to be bananas, man. Those, Yeah, both days, those tickets move pretty fast. I'm going to just point to your general and say banana. That's banana? it. Did you just boot me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to be awesome. Everybody uh, uh, everybody knows this. I think Blacklisted is, uh, even as one of the bands of their generation, I think are currently underrated, so that should be awesome. Uh, Indecision, I do not think is necessarily underrated, but sometimes taken for granted. Uh, so I, I think that, uh, uh, anybody who has not seen indecision, which I guess is probably a lot of people under the age of 30 in Philadelphia, right? <laughs> um, when, when is the last time? Yeah. Unless they travel to New York or other places that we played. Yeah. yeah we so played, the last time we played the church was 1997 or 1998. Oh, we, listen, everybody's got to go to this. I could say this. I, I am not just a Tom slurper. Uh, they are, they, wow. I'm not just booping them. They are, uh, Tom, would you say you're as good as you were when you were a kid? Probably better. Yeah. Uh, and I say this as a, I say this as a person who, uh, saw you when you were uh, a much younger man. Uh, I think you are. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, I saw you. Did I see you at QE2? Have we determined this? I mean, I can tell you the shows we've played. you written on your fucking gravestone. Did I see you at QE2? <laughs> well, he picked up most of his women, most of his, yeah, most of his shirts. Did I see you at, did I see, did I see most of my shirts? Did I see you at QE2? Um, I think I saw you at QE2. Then again, as most precious blood at QE2, is that possible? Or did I see you as whatever? Listen, we're not going to oh, do yeah, this for yeah, a and we played Valentine's a bunch when it's yeah, I saw you at Valentine's for sure. Which uh, but I uh, we okay, no more forensics. Here's what I'll say. Uh I saw you perform a couple of years ago and you were better. I I assume that you haven't lost anything since then. <laughs> Still in the high mid nineties. <laughs> so uh everybody, uh that's gonna be an awesome show. 
uh, uh, make every effort. Uh, Tom, they sold That's through or what? Oh, dude, it sold out in a minute. Yeah, well, all right. <laughs> Wait outside, everybody. Pat's gonna fly over. He already got permission from the lady from the lady friend. She signed the permission slip. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's pending. He's got he's got to be on good behavior. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I get a actual three month break from music to be with my family, and it is going to be really not. I, like, look, I love this Tokyo thing is awesome. We're going to New Zealand next. Never been there. I, I'm I, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy touring. I enjoy playing music. But holy shit is it time to have an uninterrupted three months? Of <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, uh, these dudes that go out for like, you know, like there's a tour happening, uh, next year that my bandmates all want to get on. We've mentioned this, uh, uh, obliquely on this podcast. My mm-hmm. bandmates all really want to get on this shit. It goes for a year. <laughs> goes- for work, man. You gotta make every last penny. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. And, I uh, I don't know how dudes do shit like that when they are, you know, when they love their wives. <laughs> like I get it if you just went through a bad divorce, <laughs> but, but like if if uh, it, you know if you love your family, I think it's hard to be away for a year. Um, I mean, granted, those dudes are rich; they fly home and and say hello to the family and all that bullshit. But 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 it's uh, I'm on their buses and shit. Like it's yeah yeah, uh, it's a little different. But uh, I don't know. I I'm just. Uh, so as much as I would love to uh, fly home to, to see Indecision Blacklisted, uh, Tom, give the rest of that lineup uh, in our last uh, few minutes on this podcast. Scarab, Magnitude, Spiritual Cramp, and Unbroken. <laughs> Firstly, all right. Oh, give, the, give the rest of that lineup. <laughs> Wait, Bob, am I wrong to say that that's going to be one of those like, like cool, cool, like Spiritual Cramp, like adds like, oh, it's now a mixed bill. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, the, correct, it's, correct. It's, it's, just, it's just a mixer, and it just uh, that is uh, the agave in the uh, maple oat milk latte. Oh, oh. <laughs> but it's just that, that's going to be one that everybody there is going to remember. So go to that shit. Uh, and do we have anything else? I don't know. Oh, you know, I forgot about the, there was some scandal. Oh shit! Mm, let's close on scandal. I mean, it's a funny scandal, and this is, I mean, we obviously love Sound of Fury and everybody involved in it 100%. But there was a scandal because um, Travis Borker showed up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. (laughs) To see, I guess, Speed and TUI, obviously because of Brendan. But then there was, like, rumors that, like, the big big Twitter talk, which is, uh, I mean, you know, is 100% untrue. Was that like when he showed up, he made like every, like everyone clear out? Listen, yeah, which like, is no what. So, so room, let's, no gonna, yeah, like leave me alone. Like, not that like anyone at our at that show is going to bother him necessarily, but that was the big rumors that he he like cleared out the backstage room for him, like his security, like like you know his. But that was like the big talk, and it was like people were like, "How dare he show up at a hardcore?" Show? I'm like, "Well, the guy's got a fucking." He's got a, a goddamn dag nasty tattoo on his chest. Yeah, he liked hardcore at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, so does this spell it? And maybe you know, there's there's other. Maybe this should we should have had Hardlore address this one, huh? Um, right. Is that uh, I was eating a cheeseburger now, sir. The fire marshal 
uh, at this thing, uh, as discussed and seen, was flexing a little bit um, and insisted on the backstage area clearing out. Uh, This did transpire around the same time as Travis Barker showing up. Not the exact same time, but similar. Um, And we're talking about somebody who like, yeah, like nascently a celebrity, nascently sort of famous, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. Showed up to the festival solo, like by himself, to check out a couple bands, and uh, and then was very appreciative to everyone involved, and that's pretty cool. Can you so, imagine being like, I just showed up at the same time, and like a whole scene is like, fuck that guy, like he's like, I, I just wanted to come see a show, man. Yeah, awesome. uh, yeah. don't get don't get lost in rumors, everybody. <laughs> they're, they're often not. I mean, true. Twitter was was on fire for like a twenty four hour period about that, and then about like the barriers and stuff. It's like you don't you don't think those dudes wanted the barriers, right? Like you know, the fire department showed up like as they were like setting up to be like, oh no no, yeah yeah. I I don't know how much we're allowed to say if they've talked about that or whatever, but like honestly, everybody. Assuming I don't know anything. Uh, here's the thing, everybody get a grip. These are dudes that have done festival for a long time. Uh, don't ever be confused about what type of show they want to put on. Like you know very clear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I also credit to credit them for the the barrier was pretty pretty flimsy barrier there. I was just gonna <laughs> yeah. say like, they fucking half ass that shit. They're like, we got this this bike rack that's gonna fold like a fucking cheap suit in about three seconds. But all right, shout out to right. big. We're taking it down. Yo. Uh, yes. No more barriers. Let's go. 